Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out Radio. I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. And we are in October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But I just like to kind of package things up from the perspective of let's all just put some attention to what we need to, because I think everybody's aware, and, and my guests today are going to just certainly confirm this, that it's impossible to find someone that we know that doesn't have cancer, has been you know lost by cancer, um, or that is currently dealing with cancer. Um, so, you know, today it's about the topic is is really looking at for those people that are currently dealing with cancer and the treatments um, that they're in, how to be able to keep healthy during this process of being able to do it. And my guests are from Saver Health. So we have Susan Bratton, founder and CEO of Saver Health. And Jessica, I know. Ionota, I hope I said that right, Jessica, um, is the uh, COO of Saver Health. And welcome, ladies. I'm glad to have you on here. And this is a really important topic because we're going to talk about the truth of nutrition. And, uh, you know, according to you guys and uh, your information here, one in three Canada from malnutrition. Yes, that is absolutely correct. It's, it's really quite astounding um, how how common it is, up to 80% of cancer patients experience nutritional issues. Malnutrition is the number two secondary diagnosis in cancer patients, and a third of all cancer deaths are due to severe malnutrition. In fact, there was a, uh, there was a, a report that came out this summer in Hemonc Today, Hematology Oncology Today, a trade publication, for the oncology industry, and they are actually calling severe malnutrition in cancer patients almost epidemic. And I think this is really a bit of a call to arms uh, in the industry that we've really got to start addressing this very, very common problem that can lead to, to so many issues outside of just the cancer and the cancer treatment. Mm, that is, uh, yeah, I believe that is true. You know, and before we get into these these startling statistics and um, what we can do about it, I would love to hear a little bit more about both you ladies and, and what had you be a part of this mission of saying, you know what, we got to do something else because you have very extensive backgrounds um, in, you know, what you were previously doing before you started your organization called Saver Health. So, Susan, can you tell us a little bit about your history and what's your story? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I like to call myself a recovering investment banker. I spent 20 years on Wall Street working with healthcare companies from a finance perspective. And, um, in 2009, I lost a very close friend to a brain tumor, my friend Eric. And, he struggled with nutritional issues, as did his family. And, you know, he, he, he was malnourished, he had mouth sores, he had difficulty swallowing, and yet he was told that nutrition didn't matter and to eat whatever he wanted. And as a mm. lifelong vegetarian, that struck me as odd. Um, and so I did a lot of research and, and identified that this is just a huge unmet need. And so I left my job on Wall Street and started Saver Health really to help people 
like my friend Eric and his family. And what's interesting is that Jessica, and she'll tell her story, but she actually had a similar type of an experience with someone in her family. And I'll let Jessica tell her story. Yeah. Hi, Bonnie. It's so great to be on the show today. Um, So I have actually been an oncology dietitian for over 15 years. And for that entire time, honestly, can't imagine doing anything else. I've worked in both the inpatient and outpatient setting, helping patients of all different kinds of cancers. Um, and it's such a rewarding field. I, um, I really enjoy giving people, as Susan mentioned, when everything else seems out of control, just like her friend Eric, um, nutrition is something that you can control. And I enjoy um, being able to empower people and arm people with that knowledge, helping them to develop a nutrition plan that's going to make a difference during their cancer treatment and beyond, even into survivorship. Um, so, you know, we're really excited to talk to you today about nutrition and cancer and hopefully impart some great information um, for the listeners. Yeah, you know, it's like like everybody, um, you know, I have friends that are impacted by cancer. I have two friends that are currently um, in treatment and, um, you know, several friends that have obviously recovered. So I, I know that the numbers, which, um, you know, which is great to hear, is that more people are surviving cancer. Um, I'm wondering, though, if the numbers are more people are getting cancer based on the lifestyles we're choosing, the, you know, all of the, uh, the, the choices that we're making in life. And I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown or controversy, and I am certainly not the educated person here um, compared to you ladies to be able to, you know, really bring this to focus. But, you know, if they say that we all have cancer cells inside of us and then there's these choices of, you know, that some of them are just going to, you know, be more present and, and you're going to get diagnosed with cancer. Um, and then they've got all this new, uh, you know, genetic testing that they're doing to be able to determine if you're, you know, a likely candidate of getting cancer. So there's just a lot going on right now. And my friend, um, who I did tell her I was going to mention her, but she's been on my show several times because she has an incredible story of being in her fourth stage or fourth time stage four ovarian cancer um, and still battling it at this point. So her her will is amazing, but just recently she has lost a tremendous amount of weight. So uh, I certainly uh, am going to have her listen to this show um, for sure, she's she is listening at this point because nutrition, I think, is a factor for her right now. Um, she is having a hard time eating. She is having a hard time maintaining a healthy weight um, while she's going through her treatment. So I am anxious to be able to hear more about this um, and to be able to get the word out and have people have a better understanding of it because I think there's several areas why nutrition is becoming a factor, um, you know, just based on the type of treatments that people are getting. But Susan, I love your story that, you know, you were an investment banker to insurance companies, but you you had this calling that said, you know, there's got to be something more. I've got to be able to help people. And it's always based on kind of that personal relationship that we have with somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. What were some of the struggles that you saw from your friend in regards to you seeking out more information and, you know, connecting with Jessica and saying, we got to do something? Yeah. Well, um, Eric was losing a lot of weight and he had a glioblastoma, so he had a brain tumor. And um, just due to the location of of the tumor and and the treatment of that location, 
uh, he also experienced terrible mouth sores and difficulty swallowing. And so he was losing weight because he had a difficult time getting anything down. And so his mother and his girlfriend and I were, you know, just trying to find anything we could to get down um, that tasted good, but that he could also swallow and didn't irritate his mouth. And, you know, it's what's, what's mind-boggling is that if you go to the Internet and you look for solutions, which we did and which his family did, um, you find lots and lots of information, misinformation, disinformation, contradictory information. It's absolutely overwhelming. It's frightening. It's confusing. It's just, mm. you know, and, and, and then you turn to the medical community and he was being told it didn't matter, eat whatever you want. And that really just, it just struck me as odd. And so, um, I was lucky to have met Jessica very early on in my research and, uh, and ask her to join. And, and we, we both have the same passion for helping people uh, with, with this awful disease. Yeah. Jessica, you, you mentioned that you were an oncology dietitian. Is that always what you did or was there, was there a different role that you played prior to that? Yeah, no, believe it or not, I've always been an oncology dietitian straight out of my dietetic internship. When I started in the hospital setting, the floor that was assigned to me was the oncology floor. So I was working with, I'm working with cancer patients from the very beginning. And honestly, Bonnie, I can't imagine doing anything else. It's such a rewarding uh, field to work in because you get to use uh, all of the information. Uh, cancer patients, aren't just dealing with oncology issues. They also have a lot of other chronic conditions that we help them manage, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, kidney disease. So it's really a field where I get to use a little bit of everything that I've learned to help these patients. And a lot of it is thinking outside of the box and really creating individualized approaches for each and every patient, which is what I really enjoy doing and have been able to continue to do at Saver Health, um, simply because, just as you mentioned, your friend with stage 4 cancer has been through mul- multiple bouts of treatment, and each and every mm-hmm. treatment may bring on a different side effect, a different symptom. Um, you know, now she's experiencing weight loss, whereas that may have not have been, not have been a concern previously. So mm-hmm. it's constantly tailoring and tweaking the approach and providing suggestions that are individual to each and every patient to help them manage what they're going through. Um, mm-hmm. And in addition, I truly enjoy one of the most favorite parts of, of working with cancer patients is um, helping them approach survivorship and teaching them about how nutrition can not only help manage their disease while they're going through treatment, but also can help prevent recurrence um, So, and, and the power mm. of, of a healthy plant-based diet. In fact, Susan and I are so inspired by the power of good nutrition, we even wrote a cookbook back in 2015 called The Meals to Heal Cookbook where um, we really used our inspiration for plant-based recipes And we have 150 mostly plant-based recipes that are designed to help people through treatment and beyond. So, um, you know, we really, really like to teach people about really how food can be your medicine. Are you, um, I I know that Susan had mentioned that she was a vegetarian. Is that correct, Susan? Yes. Mm -hmm. Jessica, is that the case for you too? Um, I'm not officially a vegetarian, but I would, I mean, I would definitely say I'm heavily plant-based. I, I follow a very heavily plant-based diet and have for a long time. It just, 
obviously when you're around it all the time and you're working with it, it, it becomes part of you. Um, yeah, it and, makes and sense, I love, right? Yeah. And I do you know, want to, I definitely want to hear um, more of the, about that. Let's talk about, Jessica, some of the patients that you work with and had worked with in the past. You know, what were some of their biggest concerns in regards to food, eating, nutrition? Was it a matter of that they they just weren't educated as well? Was it a matter of that there were just certain foods that they always ate and didn't have a problem and now all of a sudden they it doesn't settle well with them? You know, it's a combination. When you're working with cancer patients, um, ideally you want to see them even before they want to see you. And the reason I say that is mm-hmm. because the research has shown that nutritional intervention, early and proactive nutritional intervention in an oncology patient has a extremely beneficial effect in preventing weight loss, um, severe side effects, complications, um, and helping them to maintain their weight and maintain their nutritional status. So before the patient even realizes that they need us is usually when we'd like to see them because implementing a really solid nutritional plan can help them even even before treatment starts to get used to eating a little bit more healthily. Um, so as a, as a really good example, um, many patients are used to, you know, kind of just eating on the run, you know, having breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe kind of, you know, grabbing something quick. They're not really accustomed to eating a really regular pattern mm-hmm. regimented um, meal plan. So one of the first things I encourage patients to do is eat small, frequent meals a little bit throughout the day, kind of like, you know, five to six mini meals. And the reason that why that's so important to get in the habit of doing sooner rather than later is because it really does help to manage a lot of the digestive side effects and help minimize them throughout cancer yeah. treatment. Um, you know, things like... Um, helping when your appetite declines, helping to manage nausea, um, helping to ensure that you're getting in a, a good nutrition throughout the day so you're not as fatigued. So it's really one of the first strategies that I emphasize to them from the very beginning. Yeah, good. Well, let's before we take our first break here, I want to find out a little bit more about Saver Health, your organization. Susan, can you kind of enlighten us of what really your company has to offer? Sure. So um, we're a, a, a technology-enabled nutrition platform, and we leverage technology, obviously, but our deep domain expertise and credentialed professionals um, to provide personalized and practical nutrition solutions to patients, caregivers, and healthcare enterprises. And so specifically um, on, the, on the consumer side, we provide home delivery of individually customized meals that are designed for the unique side effects eating preferences, food allergies, things like that, of the patient, as well as their underlying conditions. We also develop menu plans, and we provide nutritional counseling. And then in our work with pharmaceutical companies, we develop uh, individualized and practical nutrition resources and programs that are designed to meet the needs of the specific types of cancer that that pharmaceutical organization uh, is focusing on. So it's all very, you know, everything that we do is incredibly tailored to both the patient um, unique needs as well as to the organizations with, with which we work. And is this um, nationwide, your organization and the information? It is. Okay. Yeah, we are, we are nationwide. And in fact, in our work with pharmaceutical companies, we've actually done some global programs as well. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. Um, Now, 
is it just strictly related to cancer patients and can cancer patients work with you directly? And this will be a quick answer before we take our break. And I know we'll, we'll dive into it much deeper here. Yes, absolutely. They can work directly with us. Um, absolutely. Okay. That's exciting to hear. And, um, and I don't know the depth of this, so I'm really excited to hear this in the next segment to all my listeners. So I know that you, you know, again, we all know somebody that has had cancer. We, we also look at ourselves when our friends and our families are dealing with this as that support person and helping them make the right decisions because sometimes it can be very difficult for them, um, you know, to maintain, I think, proper nutrition but also consistency of just eating to stay healthy and, you know, and to manage um, their health during their treatments and everything. So my guests, Susan and Jessica, are certainly going to be able to provide us information of how we can be more educated to support those with cancer. And then, of course, to all of my listeners that um, are struggling, going through, and even uh, post-cancer, this should be able to help you maintain some healthiness as well. So stay with us. We're going to be right back with Beauty Inside and Out. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. Voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Well, we are here with Saver Health and these two wonderful ladies, Susan Bratton, founder and chief executive officer of Saver Health, and then Jessica Inota, chief operating officer and registered dietitian, um, are helping us to have a better understanding of how important nutrition is in regards to cancer patients uh, pre during post all of these elements of it um, specifically those that are that are dealing with cancer and Jessica's background is a registered dietitian she's been in the oncology department and she's studied nutrition at Cornell University and completed her uh, dietetic internship at New York Presbyterian um, and she has a master's degree from the University of Medicine and you also have a little bit of dentistry in there as well so Jessica works certainly with the inpatient and outpatient oncology setting since 2001. And so this is somebody that has the expertise in regards to nutrition. And Jessica, I loved what you said, um, you know, that that you guys created this cookbook on plant-based meals. Because I think that's the hardest. If we understand the right choices we can make, we can be more powerfully um, healthy. I think in those type of things. So I definitely want to hear more about that. Absolutely. And you know, Bonnie, um, I just thought of a really helpful way that we can kind of have our listeners truly understand what a plant-based diet is. Um, And what we call, it's kind of termed as the new American plate, whereas we think of the old American plate or the unhealthy American plate where you have a huge piece of meat, you know, a starch and a vegetable, and where usually half the plate is is full of, you know, some kind of meat, right? Well, mm-hmm. the new American plate, what we consider as a healthy plant-based diet, the approach is taking meat from being the center of the plate to more of the condiment. And that's really mm-hmm. how you can think of a plant-based diet, where one-third or less of your plate is the meat, and then two-thirds of your plate is full of the healthy grains and a variety of um, colorful plant foods, um, fruits, vegetables, etc. So um, that's really an easy way to kind of think of it in terms of a ratio. And I actually just recently shared this with one of uh, a family member, thinking of meat as the condiment. They were so inspired by it that they've actually really, really made um, some incredible healthy changes to their diet just by kind of hearing that one... Um, just that one fact um, of how that little change can make such a big impact on their diet. You know, healthy, colorful plant foods are it's nature's pharmacy, full of phytonutrients, full of antioxidants that help our body fight disease, lots of anti-cancer properties, cancer-fighting properties. It's, it's a, a phenomenal way, you know, to take what you're eating um, and use it to, the, to your advantage to keep your body as healthy as possible. I love that analogy and thank you because it was very descriptive and very visual for, you know, our listeners here as well to be able to look at how that plate is situated. And and I know that that was, you know, one of the things that I remember. And as a matter of fact, it was from my fr- friend Natasha, who just has been diagnosed. Um, and she said to me that, you know, it was it was really looking at not um, not. From a diet standpoint, she had referenced this, and I think this might apply and, and be worth sharing now. To Sometimes when we say, oh, we're going on diet, we always feel like we're having to take away. And she says, no, it's about adding to, but adding to it from a perspective of filling yourself up with the good stuff, and then you'll eat less of the other stuff. Absolutely. And, you and feel I can so see that. Better. The plate full of good so greens much- means that you're going to fill up on that before you end up eating, you know the other stuff that we we think seem, 
kind of consumes us and maybe not making the right choices. So I, yeah, I love that absolutely. analogy there. Absolutely. Yeah. And Susan, you know, your, your background as a career in Wall Street, I love these stories. These are really the best stories. And, um, you know, so you focused exclusively on, on this early growth stage of healthcare services with insurance companies. So you were kind of an advocate from a finance perspective for these insurance companies. Did you have any idea that you would be going down the path of saying, oh, my gosh, there's a missing there's a missing conversation that's happening in regards to nutrition that you're hearing just based on the relationships of the type of clients you had at that time? Well, so... <clears throat> In addition to insurance companies, so the HMOs, I also worked with hospitals and nursing homes and physician practice groups. And mm-hmm. so I had this really broad view of the healthcare system. And other than my passion for nutrition just in general, I really had no idea that this is where, <laughs> where I was going. Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people and I, and I felt that, um, I don't want to say there was something missing, but um, this, this was just such a passion of mine that when I, when I saw my friends struggle, I said, there's some, I have to help people. I was, I was pre-med in college. And so this kind of feeling of wanting to help people has always been part of my personality. Um, and, and it just kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, it fell in my lap. I mean, there was this, this, just this opportunity, this huge unmet need. People are, suffering and unnecessarily there's a lot we can do and i i it just was such a passion of mine that um that i had to i had to leave wall street and do something about it <laughs> well i i really really do admire that and and i love the idea that you found this you found this positioning you know because you you have a ba from duke university and mba from the university of virginia's darden graduate school of business so you've you certainly found, you know, a, a, an amazing niche to be able to support people with the quality of education that you've uh, gained as well. So, so Saver Health is this opportunity for people to have a better understanding of nutrition. So let's talk about some of the facts that we know for sure in regards to what is happening with cancer patients that, that malnutrition is becoming the real problem here um, and how you guys are fixing that. Yeah, it's, you know, in addition to the statistics that I mentioned at the beginning, the prevalence up to 80% of patients having uh, nutritional issues and malnutrition being the number two secondary diagnosis, what people sometimes don't understand is that poor nutrition and malnutrition actually impact how well a drug works, how well a therapy works, radiation therapy as well. So malnourished patients are less adherent to therapy. They experience greater treatment toxicity greater rates of suspension of treatment, all of which impacts whether or not the treatment works or doesn't work. And so it's, I mean, this is, you know, those statistics right there tell you that it's really important. But there's also something that I think is really important for the, those um, listeners out there that are working at the insurance companies and might um, need to be motivated to cover these nutritional services is that malnourished patients experience a 54% higher rate of readmission and a five to six day longer length of stay in the hospital. That drives up costs in the healthcare system. So there, one of the things that Jessica and I are so passionate about is to getting the insurance industry to cover nutritional counseling and nutritional services for cancer patients. It's not covered today by most 
health insurers. And, and yet the statistics are very clear that when you do cover it, not only do patients do better on therapy and they feel better, but the healthcare system is experiencing less cost inflation. So they, they should be motivated um, to cover these nutritional services. Oh, gosh. And that is a battle in itself, I can imagine, with everything going on with the healthcare system at this point in time, um, you know, to even to even take that on. But, you know, whatever support you ladies need to be able to, you know, continue that fight, I think it's a worthy fight here. Because I'm just looking at, you know, m- me, my friends, my family and our everyday life of just the choices that we're trying to make to be healthy. Um, and not always making good choices. So I can't even imagine then the people that are going through treatment not feeling 100% being mm-hmm. able to not only have access to the right choices, but just, you know, thinking that they need that kind of support for those choices. So tell me a little bit about um, when you talk about nutritional counseling, how does that work? And what are some of the real benefits of that? I'm going to let Jessica answer that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, when we when we perform a nutritional counseling session with a patient, whether it's in person or over the phone, um, it always starts with a really thorough intake process. Um, and the reason for that is we really need to get the to know the insides and outs of what's going on with the patient. So not only does the dietitian look at what is it what is the patient typically eating, we take a very thorough diet history. What do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on a typical day? What have you eaten in the past few days? Um, we also look at all of their medical history, what kind of medicines they're taking. We look at their weight history um, over the past year. We look at um, any any relevant lab work that would um, be nutrition-related. So, for example, if someone was a diabetic, we'd be looking at their blood sugar management. Um, and then we also ask them subjective information, such as um, whether or not they're experiencing any nutritional side effects at the moment, how their energy level is, how they're able to perform their daily activities, um, how successfully they're able to cook for themselves. Um, that's a big mm. part of what we do at Saver Health as well, because we have um, programs tailored specifically to um, different types of patients who who have different support systems and energy levels. So, for example, for a patient who really doesn't have the energy or time to cook, we actually offer a healthy meal delivery that's um, customized by an oncology dietitian, where we select appropriate meals for that particular patient. If you have somebody who's you know, let's say they're in the survivorship stage and they're um, really enthusiastic and have a lot of energy and like to cook, and that's apparent um, by looking at what the information that they're telling you. We may design a meal program for them, um, written menu plan for seven days, telling them what to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, give them some recipes. Um, you may have somebody that's kind of in between um, where they may need a combination of both. Um, a lot of what we do is... Um, also kind of motivational interviewing where we're not only Mm -hmm. interviewing the patient and um, taking in all that information to make an appropriate nutritional diagnosis, but we're also using that information to then um, take parts of that 
make recommendations of what they can improve, but also help to inspire and encourage them to use that nutritional plan um, to, you know, effectively to help them um, really improve their nutritional status from where they are. So the, it, it's setting nutritional goals, realistic and attainable nutritional goals through a, an individualized plan that's created for each and every patient. And really, I think that's the key. There's no one-size-fits-all um, kind of rule of thumb or approach for, for everyone. Um, yeah. We really take an individualized approach based on their cancer, based, you know, based on their other medical history, based on their side effects, based on their diet history, um, based on their um, medications and chemotherapies that they've been prescribed. So that's kind of how a, nutri- a typical nutritional counseling session would work. Yeah. So quick questions and some potentially, you know, uh, quick answers here as well. Um, Organic versus non-organic. I mean, is that a recommendation that you make? Yeah, I mean that's probably one of the the most the most uh, asked questions that we get, yeah. um, and of course organic food, um, as we know, is going to have um, a lot less pesticide residue, um, and obviously for that reason, um, tend can tend to retain a little bit more nutritional value. Um, but what I do like to emphasize to patients is. Um, Organic produce, if you can afford it, there's a healthy um, environmental working group puts out every year they put out what's called a dirty dozen list um, of the top fruits and vegetables that um, make sense to purchase organic so that if you are going to kind of set aside some funds to purchase organic produce, you have an idea of which ones are the most important. So, for example, like uh, leafy greens like kale usually always makes the list. Um, apples, strawberries, those usually make sense when possible to buy organic because they tend to have the highest amount of pesticide residues. And then they always have their clean 15, um, which are usually berries, um, things like broccoli, you know, things that, that tend to have less pesticide residues. Oh, okay. um, so we tend to focus it and help them to make the best decisions based on what makes the most sense for them. Not everybody may have the budget to be able to do that. So one important fact that I always emphasize is that the most important thing to remember is that whether or not it's organic, it's still important to eat a plant-based diet. So you shouldn't be scared of eating a food if it's not organic and you can't afford it. Of course, if you can make that choice, you, you make the right decision with your healthcare team. But, um, but a plant-based diet is, is the best recommendation regardless of whether or not um, you can afford organic produce. Always make sure to try to include uh, um, a variety of healthy fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, and colorful plant foods in your diet every day. Strive for five. I always like to say strive for five, at least five different kinds of fruits and vegetables every day. Okay, good. And Susan, I know that you had mentioned that it really, the the nutrition and the malnutrition really affects the ability um, to be able to enhance the treatment or even, you know, make the choice of treatment. And I know that was one of the situations that when I was uh, taking my friend to her chemotherapy, when they actually ran her panel, um, her blood was not in a position to be able to have the treatment that day. And mm-hmm. the, and you're saying that's a direct effect to nutrition. Um, I don't know that specific case, but, um, but absolutely nutrition can impact whether or not if a patient loses too much weight um, mm-hmm. or is malnourished, sometimes they can't do, they can't withstand the treatment. So right. it's, it's right. essential. Yeah. 
And also, um, Bonnie, that may also be related to their white blood cells. A lot of times um, the chemotherapy can cause a decrease in white blood cells, in yes, which case yeah. you know, they may not be able to have the chemotherapy, or even if they're severely dehydrated or have an electrolyte abnormality um, as well, you know, that can all get yeah, in the way. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely all of those things, but that is... That is um, interesting to know that, you know, that to be able to really nutritionally be, um, you know, in a good position to be able to know that the treatments can happen and that the treatments can support, be supported by your health. Um, so we're going to take another break here real quick. And, um, you know, when we come back, I definitely want to hear a little bit more of, you know, like you said, I know you shared, Jessica, a couple of things of those plant-based diets, but what are some other ways that you're trying to get, you know, support from pharmaceutical companies, the meal plans, and how others can be able to help? So I know that your website is saverhealth.com. Um, so I'm going to encourage all my listeners to go check it out. And, you know, no matter what, whether you're the person that is dealing with cancer right now, or you are a friend or a loved one of, a, of someone that you know that has cancer, the more educated we are, I think the more powerfully we can um, support um, all of this and be able to be a more healthier society. So saverhealth.com, but don't go away because we'll be right back and we're going to continue to talk with Susan Bratton and Jessica Iannota. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. If you're considering adoption, there are a lot of questions that you may have which need to be answered by families that have adopted, by the adoptees themselves, and by professionals. Tune in to Adoption Unscripted with your host, Micah Johnson. We bring you many of the answers you're looking for. There are so many resources and advocates in the field of adoption. It's a life-changing experience across the board. We hope you'll tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. 
Welcome back. Uh, Bonnie Bonadeo here with Beauty Inside and Out. And being in the month of October, the awareness of cancer, not just breast cancer, but we're having a conversation with two wonderful ladies, Susan Braxton, founder and CEO, and Jessica Iannota, COO of Saver Health. And they have been sharing us some uh, sharing with us some startling information in regards to nutrition and cancer patients, and that um, it's it's the amazing that malnutrition and poor nutrition is really affecting um, a lot of the patients that are trying to deal with cancer. And Jessica, I know that as a as a you know a, a dietitian. Um, th- there are some differences here in what you had just talked about in the credentials of a nutritionist, a dietitian. Can you explain the differences between that and what people really need to look for, um, especially from an oncology standpoint? Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, first off, Bonnie, um, you mentioned an important difference. So a registered dietitian um, can either be called a registered dietitian or a registered dietitian nutritionist. So those are approved terms for the credentialed dietitian professional. But it's interesting to note that the term nutritionist by itself is actually not a regulated term. So this is a really, really important fact that listeners need to be aware of because you can see um, a shingle outside of your neighbor's house saying that they're a nutritionist, but they may have absolutely no training in nutrition whatsoever because there's no um, regulation or certification required for that term. So you want to be really careful and always seek nutrition information from a trusted, reliable source, that being a registered dietitian. Um, now, within the registered dietitian field, which is governed by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is our nationwide governing body, we also have an oncology certification. So I'm an oncology dietitian, meaning that I have an additional credential after my name that says CSO. That means Certified Specialist in Oncology Nutrition. So that's a great, great person to look for if you're a cancer patient because that signifies that not only are they a credentialed registered dietitian but also have additional training and certification in working with oncology patients. So every oncology dietitian has documented a minimum of 2,000 hours of working with cancer patients and has to sit for a national exam every five years for recertification to ensure that they're up to date with the current practice in oncology. Um, And right now there's roughly, I think there's close to, I think we're nearing like 800 um, oncology dietitians nationwide, which think of that number, it's certainly not a lot. Um, So certainly the best place to start when you're seeking um, nutrition as an oncology patient is checking out with your oncology center and your oncologist because typically most cancer centers do have a dietitian either affiliated with them or working in their cancer center. Um, Unfortunately, because of some of the insurance issues we discussed earlier, oftentimes um, there may only be an oncology dietitian there part-time or covering multiple facilities, um, so there may it may sometimes be harder to get in with the dietitian, um, but certainly if you put in the request with your healthcare team, they can help you find someone um, that's affiliated right. with your institution. Yeah. We and then also that's why part of what we do at Saber Health as well is to help provide really easy access. To, Um, to oncology dietitians nationwide, you can use one of our counseling sessions from the comfort of your own home um, and not even have to leave the house, and we can be your nutrition partner throughout your whole journey. So that's part of why we created that particular program and what we do, because sometimes it's harder, especially
especially more remote rural areas, um, to have access to an oncology dietitian um, that's close to to where you're uh, you're getting your treatment. Yeah, and that makes that makes a lot of sense because if they don't have access to somebody or you can't get in with them um, early enough, um, which is the next conversation that I want to be able to have, then you know you're kind of it's it's kind of defeating the purpose of saying that we're really trying to get you on a healthy track. So I know Susan that there was early detection, early prevention, early planning of nutrition is one of the importance, I think, of what Saver Health has to offer. So how does that work in regards to, um, you know, somebody gets diagnosed, what's the first thing that you think needs to be shared with them in order to have them be on the right track for nutrition? Sure. So I think one of the most important things here is that Sometimes uh, patients are not recommended to have nutritional counseling sessions at their cancer centers. And so we as, as, as patients need to take it into our own hands and start early. And the reason why you need to start early is many of these nutritional issues can be prevented or they can be at least reduced in their severity if you start early thinking about nutrition. So what we like to recommend is just like you're going to start chemotherapy on Monday, think about your diet as well and doing what you can to strengthen yourself for that treatment rather than what oftentimes happens, and part of this is because there is a shortage of certified specialists in oncology uh, dietitians that Jessica mm-hmm. mentioned. And so what happens is patients um, develop nutritional issues, and then they get very severe, and then they see a dietitian. That's not the way we should do this. Oh. We should think about it from a prevention perspective. Let's prevent those issues from developing in the first place. And I think that there's something to be said for that, too. It's almost like, you know, you know that you're going to be putting your body through an enormous amount of, um, you know, stress, chemicals, toxic Mm-hmm, <laughs> toxic mm-hmm. ingredients when you talk about chemotherapy period and radi- you know radiation how you know so nutrition has got to be kind of that um, you know that superhero that says I'm going to be in the best health I can prior to my treatments and as an ongoing to be able to assist me in my treatments being most effective absolutely and there is actually research that shows um, in, in specifically in, in the surgical setting, that uh, paying attention to your nutritional health and, 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 and getting well-nourished pre-surgery actually improves the recovery time and the outcome. So there's good, strong, evidence-based research that shows that this really does matter and make a difference. Do you believe that, and this could be a question for either one of you, I mean, do you believe that the way that we're eating today, especially in America, I know I've got listeners from all over the world that may be healthier than we are here in America, is a big factor as to why cancer is on the rise? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the top risk factors is obesity, and we are becoming a more obese nation because of the kind of food we eat and the quantity of the food we eat. And... um, so it's it's a big risk factor. So I'm on your website right now, which is you know really well done. Uh, first of all, so I see that in in um, the part where you talk about uh, curated cancer info and resources. I mean, I'm thinking that this is pretty good information just for any of us 
We don't have to be diagnosed with a disease at this point to be able to kind of really take on some of this information to be the healthiest that we can, you know. Um, so the, I love the resources. So it's looking at just the information of prepared meals, recipes, meal plans, um, latest research. So you're providing a lot of this information for free just on your website. And then, of course, the one-on-one dietitian counseling um, and so you have, other than Jessica, you have multiple people on your staff to be able to support this one-on-one dietitian counseling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. A nationwide Good. network. Mm-hmm. Is any of this covered by insurance at this point or none of it? And this is one of the advocacy things you're up against. So um, some nutritional, some HMOs do cover nutritional counseling but there is no code right now for coverage. So you would think of uh, of a like a Medicare code. It's it's at the discretion of the HMO. Most do not cover it unless the patient has an underlying condition like diabetes or kidney disease. So by okay. and large, it's not covered, and it's a huge. It's one of our missions is is to work with the industry and work with the government to actually get this covered. And we've been involved with the Institute of Medicine um, and others uh, on that exact topic. And is this, you know, pretty affordable for people to take on, you know, at this point? I mean, I would think that it would be a a worthy investment for someone to take on to be able to have a better understanding on the one-on-one counseling. Yeah, absolutely, and it's um, and there's kind of a variety of options that that one can choose, whether it's menu plans or meals delivered or nutritional counseling. Um, we we make it affordable. And one of the interesting things is a lot of people um, are are given gift certificates for the service, so it's a great gift I saw for that. someone. Give them the gift of nutrition, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the personalized meal delivery, because this is kind of a big deal, I think, across the board. I mean, in order for us to be able to eat healthier, eat, you know, have portion control, I love these delivery services that are happening right now. Um, So this is a great support system to those people that really maybe are not in the position to, to be making their own meals or having the support in their family and with their family and friends to be able to help them eat more healthy. Um, and so the meal plans uh, are, is like a, a membership type of approach where they can uh, go online and order their meals and you've helped them to kind of based on dietary needs, allergies and things to be able to have the, the strongest meal plans for them. Absolutely. What we do yep. is personalize it to the specific uh, and unique needs of each patient and each situation. And so... Um, it's 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 very customized uh, as a result. And I love the idea that there's gift certificates available to be able to support that. So you could set up, you know, uh, what your loved one or your friend to be able to have, you know, a month's worth of meals um, that will support them while they're going through their treatments. Yeah, and we get so many gift certificates um, purchased each and every year, and it feels so amazing to be able to connect people across the country. You know, somebody, let's say, in Boston who has a friend in Texas going through cancer treatment and send them the gift of good nutrition, um, you know, using our service. Um, it's, a re- it's a really feel-good type of a service in that aspect where we're connecting people to help each other nationwide. Mm, perfect. So tell us, ladies, then, what's the most important message that you want to share with all of our listeners, um, whether, you know, they're, they're in this situation of having cancer and trying to be better nourished? Um, you know, how can we help you? And what's, what's this message you'd like to share with our listeners to be able to support you? 
So the message I would like um, is is to just encourage people to think about your nutrition just like you think about going to your to your doctor's appointment. It is it is so important that you include uh, and think about your nutritional health. So you'll feel better and you'll do better on on treatment. Mm, Yeah, that's good. Jessica, what about you? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, use nutrition to empower you. Um, Like I said earlier in the show, when everything else is out of control, your nutrition is something that you can control and you can make Mm. a difference. Um, not only in your, you know, how you tolerate your treatment and how you feel, but even beyond into survivorship. So I would tell people, you know, use it, use it to empower you, um, make small changes, um, set goals for yourself. Maybe, maybe a goal would be, um, to try one new type of fruit and vegetable every week. You know, set small goals, make it doable, and then, you know, seek the advice of a trusted professional. Um, and if there's a dietitian that's available, an oncology dietitian affiliated with your institution, take advantage of it um, because yeah. he, he or she can really, really help you um, create an individualized nutrition plan. Perfect. Can you give us information of how uh, all of our listeners can source you at this time? So I know it's Saver health.com s-a-v-o-r health.com how else can they um be a part of your mission and get in touch with you so that's probably the easiest way um is to is to go to the to the website saverhealth.com the other thing i would say is follow us on social media um because we have some fantastic recipes and um out there as well and and go to our blog where where we cover we have a food of the month um, which helps people to eat what's in season as well, which is which is important. Oh, true. Yeah, because we do need to eat seasonal. And then I know you mentioned a book. What's how would they access the book? Is that something they can get on Amazon or in a bookstore? Absolutely, the Meals to Heal cookbook is on Meals Amazon. To heal. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Meals to Heal. Ladies, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I know there's probably so much more information I want to be able to, we need to share that we should be able to share that I'm sure that you want to share. And I'd love to have you back on to be able to uh, let us know how else you're supporting this and what other support that you need from insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies. And let's create a mission to be able to have um, any of our loved ones that are going through cancer treatments to just be able to easily get their treatments, be more healthy and get to the other side where there's uh, no disease. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bonnie. Stay with us. Yeah, thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Susan. Uh, Stay with us. You know, next week we're still going to be on the path of nutrition. We're going to be talking with a naturopathic doctor to be able to talk about cleansing. I know it's a big topic that maybe some of you have tried. Maybe some of you have not. But as always on Beauty Inside and Out, we want to make sure that you understand that beauty is not just on the outside, that it really takes uh, the form from the inside to feel at your best and most beautiful. And please be able to follow us on Facebook. You can find us at Beauty Inside and Out Show, Instagram, Beauty Inside and Out Show, Twitter, Beauty In Out Show, and as always, I'm looking for guests and great topics to be able to share. So you can find me, um, BonnieBonadeo.com, or email me, Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. I look forward to talking with you again, and as always, remember, it's about being you and beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. 
Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.